It is the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. Welcome back. I know it's been a minute, but it seems like we have plenty to talk about. Plenty to go over today. And we will. But first, we'll get on the happier side of things. And that's uh, me saying thank you to uh, the sponsors of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. Uh, Midwest Meals, uh, MidwestMeals.com. Uh, there's there's so much going on. Perhaps having time to actually sit down and cook a, a decent, healthy meal is uh, a little beyond your capabilities at this point. Uh, Midwest Meals has 13 rotating meals for you to choose from. And it's super simple. They actually just implemented, uh, this was just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they have a new machine. Uh, I had Dan back on from Midwest Meals uh, a while back, and we talked about their their new fancy machine so they can actually keep your food fresher longer. So instead of lasting a week, you get like 10 days out of it. Uh, so you can uh, really meal prep in a very simple way. And everything, of course, has all the uh, all the numbers on there you need to know as far as your, your, your macro count, what kind of calories you're putting in, proteins, carbs, fats, all the good stuff. And you get 10% off your first order with the promo code COOPER at checkoutmidwestmeals.com. Supporting local. Dan's doing great things over there at Midwest Meals. And of course, my friends at Monster Energy, always bringing the extra oomph into uh, into my daily life because trust me, there's it, they talk about the 24-hour news cycle and it, it feels like not, we're not even in the news. I'm just a platform for uh, smart people to talk on. Don't ask me the questions. I don't have the answers. But you have to try to keep up with not only, you know, all the things going on with with COVID-19 and rules, regulations, and the things going on in the world and nationally. Uh, and then maybe you have like things you want to do for fun and enjoyment and pleasure. Remember those things? Those were fun. Uh, I digress. But Monster Energy and especially their new Monster Hydro flavors they have out right now. So hydration plus caffeine plus branched chain amino acids, all the good stuff for you from Monster Energy. Hashtag monster podcast without further ado my friend kyle you and i we go back uh several several years uh before before the craziness before before we were feels like you wake up every day and there's a different set of rules and regulations we go back to i i think the not the last time i saw you but one of my vivid memories of you and angela was you were holding on to like the handle of a guitar in <laughs> rock fest and i was like Dude, you're like, well, I think, was it Seether? Was it the, yeah, was, the yeah. Seether? Yeah, and I, that was, I was trying to correlate that when we set this up. And I was like, here's Kyle walking through uh, through the front of the Rockfest VIP area with like a guitar handle, just like, hey, look, look what I got. And I'm like, what? Like, how does these things happen? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty crazy because I really wasn't into Seether because I seen them a couple of times. And then they went into their encore and it was like true 90s fashion grunge where they're just really just rocking out and mm -hmm. all of a sudden he starts smashing his guitar and I'll, i found myself flying up to the front of the line and he comes out to the stage and tosses it up i'm not afraid to say i did push quite a few people out and maybe <laughs> maybe pushed it through a baby i don't know but yeah. <laughs> i came up with that guitar and it's hanging on my wall right now so <laughs> that's that's fantastic and it's you know it's kind of correlating i guess to talk about things like that because i mean we were there uh, and you've been there many years i spent many years there you know i'm still doing work out there for uh, for the guys at, at chippewa valley music festivals but you think about those moments in time you think about being in a crowd of 18 to 25,000 people right you know and and you're there and you're doing your thing. Obviously, you're pushing babies out of the way, which you know, I'm cool with. Like, it doesn't bother me any. But, you know, 
and you kind of walk away from that and you're like, that, that was cool. Great experience. You never really think like, wow, that I would never in a million years say something like that. Those type of events that up here, especially in the Midwest, you literally plan your summer around, you know, the weekends of the festivals around here and to have those kind of things and a multitude of other things that are, that are not, didn't happen in 2020. 2021 is a huge question mark. Uh, Recipes for Freedom is uh, is the organization, the group that you were involved with. And I do have to ask, you know, at what point as you're, because you have, you know, you have a job. Yeah. You know, you have a career. At, at what point during all of this do you go, it, it's it's not enough for me to just, you know, maybe post my thoughts uh, or maybe, like you know, talk to my significant other about my thoughts or, you know, my group of friends and family express how I'm feeling about these things. And when do you, at what moment uh, during the course of all this, do you decide, you know, getting involved is actually a calling and a passion of yours? Cause it seems like it's really gone kind of next level with the things that you're doing. I, I wish I could tell you there was a point where I said, yes, I'm going to do this. Hmm. But the way it happened is I just happened to be made aware of a local health ordinance and I went down and I met some people and I thought, wow, this is really good. Uh, I wouldn't do a rally this way because you're alienating some people. Mm-hmm. Eh, whatever, you know, it's cool. I met some people and then through networking, uh, I found myself getting more and more involved mm-hmm. and pretty soon I'm being handed a microphone and said, hey, you're used to this. Go go to talk. Let's do a rally. And so I do a rally. And then people are coming up to me like I have the answers. I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and it just kept on snowballing from there. And before you know it, um, I'm seeking uh, some type of lawful action because I realized what whatever, it didn't matter how m- much data we had or how many uh, experts we could bring or doctors or whatever, you know, we could provide A, B, C, and D for evidence, but all the people that were in charge would give us was a big F and a big U. So um, I, I realized we really needed to go a legal route. Um, and so by doing that, I started having more questions and I started asking questions. I, I found uh, the constitutional law group and Every time I had a question, they were there to answer it. And every question I had, it gave me 20 more questions. And so I dive in there and pretty soon I'm hundreds of hours into research and just, you know, digging in and I'm feeling more passionate and more passionate. And then the opportunity came up where they're like, hey, you, you know quite a bit. Why don't you join our team? I was like, I ain't ready for that. They're like, yeah, you are. You, you're there. And so uh, at that point, when somebody finally asked me to join the team, that's when I sat back and uh, talked with my family. It's like, do I do this? And they're like, you've been doing this. So I, I got dragged in. And even though I kind of knew it, I had little control. And then I looked back and I realized how deep I was. Mm-hmm. It might as well just keep going. And then I know you've done, uh, you know, a lot of events, a lot of speaking engagements, a lot of uh, opportunities to get in front of people um, and, and to have not just your voice here. But I think by default, since you do have some experience with a microphone or a megaphone or, you know, just yeah. put something in Kyle, he's like, I want to I'll tell the people what's going on. That's right. So, 
to have all this opportunity. And, and I, I encourage people to, uh, to go and check out recipes of freedom on Facebook currently. Um, you know, obviously we're, everybody at this point should be well aware. There's giant question marks about what big tech does next with groups like this. Um, but I encourage you all to go and, and, and see where Kyle's not only spoke, but where he's, he's been all the other great people involved in this organization are, are going and speaking, but you've had a chance to go and, and not just, you know, speak about constitutional rights and, and your unalienable rights as, as a citizen of the U S but you've also had, I'm sure plenty of opportunity to listen to not just business owners, because there's a plethora of those out there who are really struggling to get through, not just, you know, the COVID, but also the rules and regulations, you know, invisible lines being, you know, obviously there's a line, there's a river that goes between Wisconsin and Minnesota. Right. There's a, there's a river. We all yep. know there's a line, but when you go from one place to another, you have a different set of rules and regulations. I have a mother who lives out in California, completely different set of rules and regulations. So you've had a chance to listen to a lot of people and, and they voice their concerns about what's going on. What are, what are some of the, the big things that you, that you, that you hear from the people that you've had a chance to not only speak in front of, but, uh, but just to talk to either through the group or through other means. Well, one thing I heard, and it started really, um, I'm, as you know, I, I'm an insurance agent. I own my own small business uh, under a banner of another one. Um, and I started hearing and seeing these heartbreaking stories, you know, uh, people that poured all they had in, they just took out big loans and started a business. And now it's taken away because they're, who they were selling to or who they're providing to is dried up. And there's so many business owners that, you know, I listen to them cry. I, I've had uh, business owners tell me that uh, their their family life fell apart because of all the stress. And so it, it was really weighing on me. And then as everything progressed and I, I got deep into this fight, you start hearing, you know, about what's going on in Minnesota, how the government's uh, putting restraining orders or orders on owners of businesses against their own business, you know, and they're, they're reaching out to me asking, how is this even possible? How are they injured in any of this? Um, you know, and all, all the tragedy that comes with it, you know, uh, single parents that are just struggling to survive as it is when their business is up and running and now they're totally shut down and they have to take care of their kids um, to uh, people who can't go see their dying loved ones in the hospital or nursing home. Um, so it, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, and, you know, and I, I have a really good friend out in LA and he keeps asking me to come out there. And it's like, oh, I can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I come out there. What, what are they going to do? We're going to sit in your house. If I, if I'm even allowed to get on the plane, you know, Right. So, um, and for a while there, Wisconsin was on a no fly zone to, to California, which is just crazy to think about. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there's so many heartbreaking stories, but more and more, there's so many inspiring stories. Um, when I started Recipes for Freedom, it was because I did an interview with uh, the man who's running for uh, governor in 2022, Jonathan Wickman. Um, and he, he said right before we did the interview, create a page. So like, I don't want to create a page. And, uh, he's like, no, trust me, 
you're going to have a bunch of people jumping all over your, your Facebook page, create a page. So I, I did, and he was right. I mean, just, it, it exploded. And I was originally just doing it to talk about what I'm doing here in Wisconsin and to answer some questions that I had to answers to and that I've had to ask. And it wasn't long before I had gym owners from Oregon reaching out to me. I had people from Arizona, Florida, New York reaching out to me. And um, some of them were just, hey, thanks for standing up. But others were like, hey, how, how do I get help? You know, and so that that really has, has driven me. Now I'm pretty much doing two full time jobs and, uh, you know, it's a lot, but it's worth it. And when you hear the, the stories of like uh, Andrew that owns Brood in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, standing up and saying, hey, if we've gone to a place where serving a cup of coffee and a sandwich gets me prison time, we, we are in trouble. And, oh, and he stood up against his government and won um, just by standing up and saying, hey, yeah, I ain't doing this. You know, so stories like that really inspire me. Or or uh, Lisa at the interchange, who we did a, a protest to um, uh, or for and with um, in Elbert Lee, Minnesota, who said, you know what? I, it, I either fold, close my doors and lose everything or I lose everything or risk losing everything. And at the same time, say no more. You're going to have to go over my dead body to take my business away. You know, it's stories like that that are inspiring. And it's what America's built on, you know, that that screw you. We're going to do this because it's right, because it's our freedoms. Um, and every day, you, you, I probably get kicked in the gut a couple times a day, but I, I, I get picked back up at least three, four times a day by inspiring stories or people reaching out saying, hey, let's fight. I started this started this group here in my county or my state, you know, so it, it's really, it's really been a great experience so far. Uh, looking at the group now with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, just, uh, just under 5,000 members uh, in Recipes for Freedom, which is, uh, which is impressive. Um, but I, but I think in just in following, uh, in following the page and following what you're doing and noticing a lot of those other groups that you're sharing their information on and knowing that there's not, you know, there, there's so much growth happening with this, this sect of the, of society that's that's taking that stand, and not just taking it to be an asshole, right? But but to really go in, and, and I think the great thing that you're doing is to really understand constitutional law, what it means, and I think that may be the most, uh, the greatest thing that you're doing, but also the most eye opening thing because I think the more that that you learn, and the more that you share. And the more that others learn and the more that others share, you realize that we have no freaking idea what is in the Constitution. I mean, all this and you, you hear people all the time talking about, well, they, you know, it says this and we're just like completely oblivious to what actually that entails. And I think when you have the 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 guise of this pandemic that's going on right now and, and what people are being force fed, whether it's through their their news feed, whether it's through their local or national news channel or word of mouth or things that they hear or they bits and pieces or, you know, Fauci or all this, all the stuff just goes into a brain that is already overloaded with the stressors that you spoke about Yeah, being, not having a job, people that had to go through. I mean, I went, tried to go through the, the whole unemployment thing. It took eight months, eight months. 
and the expectation that people are going to survive that. And, and I wasn't even the worst of the cases that I, you know, cause I started talking to people about it. I'm like, this, this can't be okay that we're just like letting things slide. Like, yeah, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out when we figure it out. No, now is good. But I, I think the fact that you're going out and you're talking about, okay, let's just lay out what the constitution says your rights are as a citizen, as a business owner and, how I think blindly a lot of times, a lot of situations are occurring where people are being taken advantage of, put in jail for things that if you look at the letter of the law, you have now the knowledge. And of course, I'm sure you're still gaining it as, as you kind of go through this process, but you're learning more every day about how, well, 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 time out here, you know, power grabbing governors of state X, Y, Z, A through Z. Like, let's really take a look at, at what you're imposing on us and how you expect us in this, this domain that you've created to try to survive, try to eat, try to, you know, make ends meet. It's, I hope for a lot of people, and whether it's through this podcast and, and through the good work that you're doing, that people actually start to go, wait a minute, I would like to understand exactly what my rights are as a human. And you're doing a great job of getting that word out. Oh, I, I, I appreciate that. And, and, and a, big, a big part of this is, is I, I sat back and I watched the divide. You know, you had the left, you had the right. And personally, I, I'm not, I hate politics. I'm more of the get the hell off my grass party, you know. <laughs> I just want to sit back, have a good drink, smoke a cigar, listen to some great music, and not care about politics. Right. But it, it kept on, you know, you, you can't avoid the facts that there, there's such a divide. And mm. the, the thing I love about the Constitution is it's not a red thing. It's not a blue thing. It's a red, white and blue thing. Mm. And it's for everybody. And the great thing about this is there are just as many Democrats that are ticked off and want to learn what their rights are as there are Republicans. Um, and, and to be able to k- kind of bridge that divide a little bit through the Constitution, it, it is really, it really kind of makes me go a little bit harder than what I probably should be going. You know, uh, it drives me more, uh, and, and that's great. But you're, you're absolutely right. We, if we don't know our rights, we don't have rights, right. and that's. That's just, I mean, I forgot my rights and then digging in and going, holy cow, I didn't know we had this right. I didn't realize this, this really meant what it means. You know, Uh, the nice thing about the Constitution is it was written for the common man. So anybody with a common understanding Mm -hmm. can understand the Constitution and it means what it says. You know, that's the greatest part. Some of the words you got to look up, like unalienable, which we should know that. It just means it cannot be taken away. So just that one word, which is in the preamble, you know, we're endowed by certain rights by a creator, whoever that may be, that are unalienable rights. That means they can never be taken away. Yet look where we are today. We're we're sitting here going, oh, we can't do that. Oh, oh, we, we have to listen to this. Oh. And that's a bunch of crap. We don't have to do that. And uh, there's so many Supreme Court rulings that back up 
our our rights um, with the Constitution, it, it just will make your head spin. And the, the most fun, fundamentally sound Supreme Court ruling is from 1803. So that's over 200 years that it's never been defeated in court when used as an argument. And that's Marbury versus Madison that says any law, statute, or rule that is repugnant to the Constitution is to be considered null and void. Basically, that means if it conflicts with your rights, toss it out the window because it's not a law. Right. And now you think about that, you think about all these statutes that we have, uh, all these rules that kind of bog us down and control our behavior. If, if it goes against our, our rights, that's not a law. Right. And so think of how many people are wrongly in, in jail or fined or imprisoned you know, or how many lives that's ruined. So it's a real eye-opener to see how over the years we've been so manipulated and twisted that, you know, it doesn't matter what what side of the political aisle you're on. When you learn that, you, you get ticked off. And pretty soon you start realizing that maybe that party that you're following isn't exactly about you. It's about them. And uh, when people start having that aha moment, it, it's pretty cool because I, I do my speeches and the, the, the crowd will just go silent and you look around and their mouths are like at <laughs> some of this stuff, you know, cause they're learning it and they had civics or history for most part. And they just like, this was never taught to me. And it, all you have to do is buy a pocket constitution for a dollar or a dollar fifty, and you're gonna learn all this stuff, you know. And again, if if you don't know your rights, you really have no rights. So that's my new business idea is I'm just gonna do dollar little rolled up constitutions and you know. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be a great business. Make some money on that at this point because I think everybody's looking for uh for for something. But I I do think and you know, talk about the you know the mandates and the things that are that are kind of popping up left and right. And like I want to say under the cover of night isn't the right phrase for that. Sure. But they are I mean there's I know there's something going on tomorrow. There's there's this banter about some, you know, like a mandatory vaccination or or, or vaccinations or actually having you know, your place of business be able to tell you that if you don't get vaccinated, you can no longer work here. You know, there's there's these like really freaking serious things that it, and maybe it's not just the COVID vaccine. Maybe it's the next one. Maybe it's, well, we can get, we can do the mask thing and now we can do mandatory vaccinations. And it feels like, and maybe it's just me, but it feels like these things happen and they're voted on and like 12 people know about it. Right. You know, there's just, there's not, and, and, and I'm, and I'm thankful for, for groups like yours because you are getting out and saying, Hey, I, whatever side you're on, whatever your beliefs are politically or, or masks or whatever to put that kind of, you know, verbiage in front of somebody's face and they go, wait, mandatory. Like they could, you could go into my kid's school and vaccinate him and I wouldn't have a say in that. Like, there are, there are, it's a slippery slope of things. Right. Especially when you're talking about unelected officials in positions of a, either making the decisions or having influence over those who make the decisions. And I think you, things are starting to get a little 
a little scary because hopefully through groups like yours and you know the the platforms that are still available to you that that word is getting out and, and people that were maybe not really you know, they're not really tuned in they're like yeah i'm just gonna you know, do the mass thing you know do the thing you know, i'll do whatever then they go wait a minute um you want to do what like yeah. there there has to be i think an, an eye-opening experience for somebody to, to to see something like that printed up and go what, what I, I like to raise my hand how can I get involved in this meeting? How can I be out there either to protest or to stand, you know, in front of the, you know, the council and be like, I have a problem with what you're saying. We, the people have some questions and you, the people we put in this position need to answer them. Yeah. That, that's that been, that's been something that's been an eye opener to me too, because I, I had the same question. How can you, who has no accountability to we, the people, be doing this. And the way that our local health ordinance came about, it, it just, there's so many questions. And so when, when I started digging through the constitution, I find out, oh wait, our forefathers were geniuses. Mm-hmm. They, I, I don't know how, but I'm not going to question it, but they foresaw so many, for lack of a better term, evil avenues that could be gone down mm-hmm. that they really understood and maybe is exactly what they had seen in their lifetime from being under a king's ruler uh, or dictatorship and everything. But, you know, they made and they put into the Constitution rules for our legislators, whether it's the federal, our states, our, our local legislators, they, they can only legislate on certain things. And that's found in article one, section eight and bound by section nine, there's nothing about our behavior. Mm. And uh, we've all heard of our Miranda rights. Well, that comes from the Supreme court case, Miranda versus Arizona. And you know, the fourth amendment was huge. You have the right to be secure in your person, your papers, your property, all that stuff. Well, it also says in there, when it comes to laws where the constitution's concerned, there can be no laws or statutes that uh, abrogate our rights. Mm-hmm. In other words, that takes away our rights, that throws them away. And uh, this is another Supreme Court ruling that's never been overturned. And it's been a long, long time standing. So we come to this and there's so much out there that's already been determined in court cases, Supreme Court cases that say no emergency can take away our powers and yet they're doing this so when it comes to our, our local uh health officers and unappointed officials making these rules it, I, I i feel like it's my duty to try to get it out there that hey look they don't have this opportunity they they're trying to do something uh unlawful and it, it's criminal and we have to start putting these criminals in check and, and getting them out of office, whether elected or, or appointed. And once that happens, I think you're going to see a huge turnaround. And it only really takes that one bigger elected or appointed official to go down and then the domino effect. And, and that's really what I'm pushing. Um, I'm at the state level. I've taken lawful action against uh, the uh, Mr. Evers, the mm-hmm. Wisconsin governor, 
And uh, and at our local level, I've taken action against uh, our local health director. But, you know, all these health orders were already ruled on back in May with our Supreme Court in Wisconsin, who struck down what they're trying to do at the local level now. You know, uh, we had an instance in, in my city where um, it wasn't too long ago, I think it was two or three months ago, where the Wisconsin uh governor said, I'm going to out these businesses that are uh, allowing people to come in. And if there's any contact tracing back to their establishment, I'm going to out them in the media. But the Supreme Court said, no, you can't do that. But yet you got local uh, health officers. And in my city, this was ha just just happened last week, where somebody found out they had uh, contracted COVID or tested positive self uh self quarantine the holidays happened came back after that quarantine was up opened up their business again and the health department went and outed them when there's no contact with anybody so they they're going against all these rulings because it didn't go in their favor so we really need to hold these people accountable and Part the biggest part of what I what I'm doing is just trying to educate, get the word out there. Hey, these are your rights. You got to stand up, and you gotta you gotta start networking. So, if this county has an issue, you get your your group of people together, and, and you deal with it. You hold these elected and appointed officials to the to the fire, and you make them your servant. Because at the end of the day, we the people, we are sovereign. And the definition of sovereign is something like a king. And if you think about back in the day, a, a king, he had all the power, he had all the rights. And, and the servants, while they may have been somewhat free, had some rights, they don't have rights. And that's the same thing to this day. Our elected bureaucrats and appointed bureaucrats, they don't have the same rights as we the people do, because we are the masters and they are our servants. And we have to keep we have to put them back into check uh, and let them know that we're not going to stand for what they're doing because it, it has, I, I do believe they are the reason that there is such a great divide. I mean, 10 years ago, if, if your, your candidate lost, you might've got some ribbing out of it, you know, but it wasn't where you were ready to throw down, you know, it, the, the way that politics and everything else has created such a divide, it, it, it's so sad. You know, it, it really literally breaks my heart. And I, I, again, I hear these stories and not so much in the younger generation, but the people that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and, and they're going, my God, I don't, I don't recognize this country. And their tears are, are flowing in their eyes. You know, it, it, it's just is heart wrenching and that it just, you know, makes me fight harder for what I'm doing, you know, and, and it's not just me. There's a great, there's a great group back at me. So, you know, I think a lot of the, I hate to say the perfect storm, but you know, I, I, I flash back to a time in the spring when the phrase was 15 days to flatten the curve. Okay. Yeah. And it's 10 months later. Yep. 
and all of the things that have been implemented all, you know, between lockdowns, you know, and, and states that are still going through lockdowns. Again, I just spoke with my mom out in, in California yesterday. She has, hasn't been able to, not that it's a big deal to her, but she hasn't been able to get, go to the beautician and get her hair done yeah. in 10 months. And, you know, Wisconsin had, I want to say had it a little bit easier, but because of what the Supreme court did in striking down those, those orders from Evers, um, opened some things up, but again, then as, as you mentioned, then we had to deal with some health department, uh, you know, stuff and mandates and, and everybody was kind of confused on what that meant. And, uh, like, oh, so now we have to, we don't, we don't have to, they're just, it's, it's like a strong suggestion. And I think people are so, uh, you know, mentally fatigued, not just because of the political arena and all things that have been going on. We had the strangest, I mean, because of COVID, like the only, the one of the bright spots was, is like, you, there was like no political ads, you know, there was like, <laughs> six, you know, and they all ran in a week, you know, right. nobody, because everybody was, you know, there was like one debate and then there was, you know, we all know how that went or two debates. We all know how those went, but I think you kind of missed out on that. But even that it was, it was so draining just because of all the, you, like I said, you wake up every day and, and it's different rules. And then you wake up the next day and it's like, oh, uh, okay. My kid doesn't have school. So my kid lives here. Your kid lives here. And he has school, but he doesn't. Okay. Like, right. okay. How does this, and, and, and I understand, you know, different areas and different hot spots and things like that. But I think the one big thing that's like not being talked about, and maybe it is in certain circles is like this complete lack of self-responsibility. Like if you're sick, don't go out. If you know you have, I think, what is the average now? It's, I think it's like 2.5 comorbidity factors. If you know you have some underlying health issues or you're over a certain age, there needs to be extra precaution taken. We get that. But I think that what, what we're falling under and why this, you know, understanding the constitutional rights is that everybody's being kind of put in the same bubble, yet this, this whole thing isn't affecting people the same way. Right. And that doesn't, and you want to cross section that bubble with the fact that now we're dealing with what is going to be a major mental health issue. And all those, like the reason that society was set up the way it is, the reason that it, it functions or semi functioned, it didn't really ever function smoothly. We know that. Yeah. But the reason that it, it, it kind of worked the way that it worked is because your kids went to school, you went to work, you know, your wife went to work and and you had like six hours together every day and that was it. And you know what? And then you had the weekends and it was, you did fun things on the weekends and then it was great. Yeah. But when you started to have to have, and trust me, me trying to learn new math, nobody wants <laughs> to Like nobody is like, I'm like, like no, this is not how you do it. it you, you, all these stressors that get added in, you know, you're home together all the time. You can't, you want to go out and do something, but you can't do it. It leads to this, this mindset that, and I think has led to a lot of, you know, I don't want to say the, the political uprisings and I don't condone anything that happened last week. I think that's horrible, but you have, people are stressed the F out. Yeah. And they're like on edge, losing businesses, losing money, you know, dipping into their 401ks, you know, it, having to completely start over. Nothing in their life is normal. And we're just supposed to be like, cool, 15 days to flatten the curve. 10 months and 15, like we're all like on this, like, well, 2021 is going to be better. I present to you the first 11 days of 2021. 
Yep. It's a slippery slope. And I think hopefully because of the actions of th- uh, things that you're doing and the words that you're getting out with your group and having a real understanding that we always feel like those who have the microphone, not me, not you, those who have the big microphones, they get to take over your television 18 times a day and your newsfeed on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook 20 times a day. We kind of get this sense that, oh, well, obviously they're in charge for a reason. Right, but, right. But they're not. And I think it's great the fact that you're getting out on this platform with, again, almost 5,000 uh, members of this group already, and hopefully more after this, that you're saying, what actually, actually, they work for we the people. Right, you right. Know? And if we the people are smart enough to go, hey, wait a second, like, okay, we understand this. This makes no sense. You're ruining people's livelihood, their business, their their mental stability, you know, causing all these other issues that aren't really talked about a whole lot. Something has to be done. And I think as as you've seen and as you push forward and you see standing up for things like that, that's what creates that like, okay, there needs to be some some alterations, there needs to be some changes. Exactly. And the way we go about that is getting back to the Constitution. You know, there, there's been so much hate and venom spewed at our law enforcement mm-hmm. uh, since this summer. And some some was rightfully deserved. I'm, I'm not going to deny that at all. Um, but we, we have sheriffs in every county. So there's roughly 3,000 sheriffs in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And their job is to protect the Constitution in each county. They're supposed to uphold it, protect it, and they're supposed to protect the courts. That's their main job. Mm-hmm. It's not to go out and do speed traps. It's not to go out and do all the peripheral stuff. Now, that is part of what it's morphed into, which is fine, whatever. But their main job is to support and uphold the Constitution. And they are our last line of defense. When we are at this point, when we're at, um, you know, we're looking for constitutional sheriffs because, A, we want to support them. We, we want to give them every single piece of uh, anything they want and need if they're going to uphold and defend our rights. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, like you said, people are wrapped up in this bubble and pe- the tensions out there. I mean, when you when you go to a store and you see an 86 year old lady swinging a purse ready to fight somebody because she's being told she can't go into the store, you know, for whatever reason that that says something. And so part of what I'm doing is an outreach to sheriffs and law enforcement saying, hey, look, you took an oath to office. That oath is actually a contract, a verbal contract. And and the, the Constitution doesn't give us our rights. Our unalienable rights come from our creator, whoever that may be. Hmm. Um, And that constitution is a contract between we, the people, and our government servants. And when you take a vow, and everybody takes a vow that's either elected or appointed uh, officer in the government, you're you're saying that you're signing your name on the line, even though it's verbal, um, Hmm. that you're going to uphold and defend the constitution along with other things. But that's the two major things. What people don't realize who are in government is when they violate that oath, when they go against our rights, they self-enact the 14th Amendment, Sections 3 and 4, which 
vacates their office. So they no longer have judicial immunity. They no longer are free from criminal charges mm -hmm. or being sued professionally or personally. So that means if, if we so choose, we could sue them for their house, their bank accounts, their cars. You know, I, I'm not saying that's what we want to go out and do. Mm -hmm. But when we bring that forward to these people, it, it slaps them in the face and lets them know, hey, whoa, maybe, maybe this person's right. Um, and so part of the education isn't just to everyday people. It's going to the sheriffs and it's telling them, hey, look, here's the sheriff's handbook. It goes through your duties. It goes through the Constitution. Please give it a read. We want to be here for you. If you're going to support us, we're definitely going to support you. We right. want to be there to help you fundraise. We want to be there to um, do back the badge events, community relations. Or if you need anything, reach out to us. You know, and if you want, if you're going to uphold our uh, our constitution and back us up, we are going to campaign for you. We're going to make sure you are our sheriff as long as you want to be. And it, it's getting that message out there that is really huge. And every, I've had one sheriff say, I, I, I don't want anything to do with, you know, what you got to say about the constitution. Um, but every sheriff will say, I'm a constitutional sheriff. But then you'll say, well, I, I'm not, I'm not going to stop a store from kicking you out. Really? What, what, why would you allow a crime to happen? Right. Because we, we have rights. And one of the biggest fallacies out there is, well, it's a private business. They can kick us out. Well, no, they can't. Because if you're, if you're a business that's open to the public, you have to abide by discrimination laws. You cannot just kick somebody out because they walk into your store. And if somebody doesn't wear a mask, and I don't care if you wear a mask or if you don't, that I, I don't care. Um, I care if you tell me I have to do something because I have rights, you know, if I right. want to do it, I'll do it. If I don't piss off, you know, <laughs> so um, by you just walking into a store and not wearing a mask, that's not causing a disturbance. So you have to cause a disturbance or cause destruction to be trespassed from some place unless you've already gone through that whole system and had your due process so if, if a store tells you uh, or a business says hey you can't be in here because you're not wearing a mask they're discriminating against you you know um you have that right to be into any store and you'll hear people say well you have curbside pickup no that that's not an equal accommodation because you're paying more or if you go online you don't get to go in there and pick up this or you don't get to see what's on sale for that week you know in, in the in the bargain bin or whatever you don't get the, the exercise of walking around uh you, you, you just you don't have the same experience so it's not equal that would be the uh, equivalent of saying hey uh, you you're a minority we we have a restroom for you but it's around back of the store mm. we still provide you with service but it's not the same thing you know um and, and we we've went to from in in the 60s it was minorities that were under attack mm. and, and then after 9 11 there there was certain sects of uh religious organizations under attack and, and now it's this virtual signaling that, signaling that if you're not wearing a mask, you're a bad person. 
Or if you say, hey, I have a medical or religious exemption, you're a bad person, you know? So it's discrimination. It may not look the same, but it is the same. And it's it's a criminal offense. You know, uh, you have rights and there's federal laws that uh, are out there like uh, Title 18, Section 242 of U.S. Code, deprivation of rights under color of law. Everybody thinks that the gov- when the governor says there's a mask mandate, you have to do this and that, that it's a law. Well, it's not because the governor can't make laws. Mm-hmm. The judges can't make laws. So because people think it's a law and they try to use it, that's that's when you're depriving somebody of their rights under the color of law, which is something that seems like a law, but it's not. Right. And so we go to the sheriffs and say, hey, look, if you just go to these businesses and say, hey, you're breaking this law, you're breaking this law, knock it off. You're going to have happier customers. You're probably going to do more business. And on the sheriff's side, they're not putting their officers at risk. They're not putting them at risk physically. They're not putting them at risk financially. And they're not putting them at risk of losing their job and maybe jail time. And some officers or some sheriffs have said, yeah, that's actually a great idea. I can nip that in the bud. And others are like, well, I, I won't make you wear a mask. I won't, I won't enforce the 25 or the 50% uh, occupancy, but I'm not going to stop that. Like, so you're not going to stop a crime? You know, so it's an educational piece and to, to go into a sheriff or uh, law enforcement and say, hey, look, you're wrong. Doesn't always go go so well. Really? But, I, feel like, I feel like every time I've tried that, it's gone really well for me. <laughs> Never gone well. But I, I've had great success because once I say, hey, look, I understand you're doing your job mm. and I'm not saying you're an idiot. I'm saying this is the actual law. Here it is. Please look it up, read it. And when they do, they're like, oh, my gosh, thank you. And, and they walk away. And so, you know, I, I don't want to see I, I come from a long line of of law enforcement. I have a brother in Detroit that's a, that's uh, a police officer. I had an aunt out in Eagle Col- County, Colorado, that was the sheriff's deputy. Uh, both my grandfathers were, were police. Uh, my wife's uncle is the sheriff of Ashland County. I mean, so it, it goes a long ways. I have the utmost respect for, for law enforcement. And I don't want to see them hurt anyway. And so I, I enjoy being able to talk with them. Uh, I have sheriffs calling me saying, hey, I heard I need to talk to you. And we have a great conversation. Two hours later, he's like, thanking me, offering to buy me lunch or whatever when I'm in the area, you know? So it's a lot of fun to do that. But at the same time, we shouldn't be at a spot in in our history where we have to educate our law enforcement and ask them to do our job, Mm -hmm. you know? And so just reaffirming that we have rights and we're in control that's the battle right now. And it, and it, honestly, it sucks. I, I wish, I wish I could be ice fishing as much as I could right now, but uh, <laughs> the only ice fishing I'm doing is to put a couple of ice cubes in a drink at night. You know? <laughs> That's just to take the edge off of the day. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, that, that it goes back to that whole being educated about how the system works. And I think just be, because of the fact that, and not everybody, you mentioned a couple of groups that, that they, they're, kind of in a different mindset where, you know, 
it, it doesn't always work this way. You know, the law enforcement uh, rules and regulations aren't always, you know, in their favor. But for the majority, we've kind of gone through a long period of time and not forever, not not since the beginning of, you know, not since, you know, the declaration was signed. But this long stretch of time where it's been like right and wrong and I can kind of do what I want in the middle. But now we're in this weird and everything is messed up. I mean, it's yeah. it's science has got 14 different answers and and state to state, county to county, city to city, it's all got different rules and regulations. Everybody's kind of like walking around cross-eyed. But what I think that leads to is a lot of uh, a lot of confusion about what's really going on. And sometimes that confusion can lead to angst and anger and and people will put their foot in the sand on things and not fully understand what they're drawing the line on. Right. Like, no, this, because I heard this or because I know somebody who's got COVID or because somebody went through this, this is just how it is. This is what makes it better. And they, they're infringing whether on purpose or unpurposefully on other people's rights that are given to us in the constitution. And they, they're, again, it could be completely unknowingly doing it. Right. And, we just we've but i think it's also part of culture that we've kind of because of i want to say because of social media because you know it maybe maybe it just exposed us more for being a bunch of assholes i don't know yeah. maybe, maybe yeah. but i i do think that that because we've had this long run of being able to say whatever the hell we want to whoever the hell we want doesn't matter we could sit behind the keyboard and do it now I think we're coming out of the internet and we're just, we're able to spew our thoughts on everybody else. Right. Because I think that you should wear a mask and you're not wearing a mask in public. I'm just going to cause a scene. And right. like, but I think the more people get educated, even, even the sheriff's departments that you're talking to, they get like re-educated because I'm sure for a lot of them, it's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute since they went, Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. And they, instead of being like, oh, well, so-and-so told me that I need to enforce this and this is just going to be the way it is now. They go, oh, wait, that's not really my position is not to be, you know, the law arm of, you know, the CDC or health departments or whatever. It is it is for we the people. And I think there has been some things and videos that get posted and. You know, when you really start to see, there was one, and I know it was out in LA, so and people can call that irrelevant, but I think it is a good, uh, a good indication that there is a major, there's some issues. And yeah. it was a lady, a restaurant owner in in Los Angeles or just outside of LA, and at one point, before they changed their mind again, the governor said outdoor dining is okay. Yeah. So that restaurant owner who's already losing her ass because she had to be at a 25% cap or whatever, already losing her money, already losing, you know, probably half of her business says, okay, I will invest to create this outdoor space. And it's ventilated and there's no, I mean, it's LA. It rains like once. Right. So it's beautiful outdoor space. I don't know, 20 grand maybe to put that together. It's LA. So probably more and had to obviously take space out of her property. That was probably utilized for parking or something, which again, LA, yeah, and so she's walking around the outside of her building and showing her her now closed because they can't have can't have outdoor dining in in California. Her beautiful newly built outdoor dining facility, and then pans over to where they're shooting a movie because because Hollywood is considered an essential business 
and they have their outdoor tent set up and their picnic tables and they have their, their staff and their crew, everybody out there eating. She can be open as a business owner, but because we all need to see the new, you know, John Wick four, which I actually, I, you know, if they're filming John Wick four, sorry, (laughs) but you know, they're, they're filming, you know, whatever the matrix for Keanu Reeves, apparently getting a lot of love on the show, (laughs) but you have this, this blatant similarity. Here's my outdoor dining. Here's their outdoor dining. It's the same thing yet. I can't do it, but they can. Right. So I think when you start to see those things, you really start to understand that we're in a weird place of people are making decisions that really have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. It's a bizarre world. And, and that's, that's, I think that's scary for a lot of people because they're like, uh, I don't know what to do. So I guess I'll just follow what I'm told to do and put my mask on and stay home and under a blanket and only eat, you know, chickpeas. And like, I don't know, it's just a weird, weird spot. But I think, and, uh, I'm going to throw Heather, Heather's uh, comment up on here. Uh, Heather Mother, uh, Muller has a great post yeah. there uh, watching on Facebook, Educate Yourself. And I think that's it. But the problem comes that everybody's so effed in the head right now because of everything else going on. Like, I don't know if I have the mental capacity to do it. But right. what are, but from you, Kyle, what are some of the like the basic rights that people need to understand? I know you've talked about a lot of them during this. And, and again, if you're watching uh, on, on Facebook, or on YouTube or on Twitch. Thank you so much. Uh, feel free to jump on and leave a comment or ask a question. Kyle's got uh, a lot of great knowledge and, and, and done a lot of great research on this. But like some things that just regular Joe Schmo, those that are, are watching uh, and, and going, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what, like what do people need to know as like their, their rights, what can they do? And if they want to get involved, what are some good ways to do it? What 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 helps move the meter on these kind of things? Oh, I mean, to me, every right is equal. You know, um, some some will say this right outweighs this one, or the right. You know, your First Amendment is the First Amendment because it's the most important, and then it goes down the line. Um, you know, personally, you have the right to uh, religion. So if you're trying to go into places. A lot of the religions look at mask as a satanic symbol. Mm. Okay. Uh, other religions say suicide is against their morals. Um, and CO2 breathing in the, the CO2 that's trapped in mask, um, you know, that creates a slow suicide. So there, there's reasons people don't either for religious or moral reasons, um, which I'll fall under your creed. Um, mm. So I, I think that's something to understand. That's why I hear the argument, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Why is mass different? Because uh, shoes and shirts, and unless there's religion out there that I'm unaware of that makes it wrong to wear clothes, which I should do some investigating on that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where's the no pants religion? Like where does uh, like, yeah. the creed yeah. on that one? I want to add some so, question. I mean, so you, you toss that out. Um, but to me, the most important one is your fourth amendment, your, your right to be secure in your person, your papers, your property, property doesn't just mean what you have tangibly in your hand, um, or physically in your hands. It means your rights and it means your body. It means your biological offspring. 
not children, but your biological offspring. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's your property. And nobody can make you unlawfully do anything to damage yourself or even potentially damage yourself. Mm. For, for years, masks when you're in med school, they, they have side effects. A mask is a medical device. They go over a whole time in med school of, hey, if you wear a mask for prolonged periods, this could happen or this could happen. Right. Same with vaccines. There, there is, and I'm not an anti-vaxxer, there are definitely some vaccines that are great. There are some vaccines that will never touch my body, but I don't care what you what you think. I'm just saying that there are vaccines that have history of a lot of side effects and some are death. So when people say I'm worried about my, my employment forcing me to get vaccine or forcing me to wear masks, look, you have rights. They can't force you to harm yourself. It's mm-hmm. part of the Fourth Amendment. And as long as that's your argument when you go in and always have the facts, just like, you know, we've all seen that guy or that girl that says to an officer as she's getting her, they're getting arrested. I know my rights. You can't do this. Oh yeah. What are your rights? Have the proof to back it up. Here you go. This is my argument. And this is why have some base to stand on. Unfortunately, where we're at today is you're going to stand up. You're probably going to get knocked down and fired. But you have recourse, you have remedy because you can take them to court. And as long as there's not, you know, you're stealing or you're doing this or you're being drunk on, you know, or causing damage, you're going to have some recourse to go after that employer. And unfortunately, we're going to have to get to that point before, you know, not only with our our employers, but with our stores and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I think part of all the confusion that's happening and uh, is everybody for the most part is really good. They want to do what's good for everybody. And when we start seeing stuff that doesn't agree with, it doesn't pass the eye test. It doesn't pass the common sense part. We start getting like, what the hell? We get confused. You know, it goes to what you were saying earlier. Um, So everybody just, is at a point where nothing makes sense anymore. And so they're questioning everything. And for some that's making them go a certain way that's out of whack and the others, the opposite direction that's out of whack, really that that line's been so blurred now. We need to get back to black and white and the constitution's always black and white. It, it, it is the supreme law of the land. So what it says, it means there's no degrees of your rights either. You, there is no law. The general rule, you want to know what your rights are? The general rule is if it violates one of your rights, it's an unlawful law. And if it's unlawful law, it's not a law. Right. Uh, so the best thing to do is educate yourself. Just like Heather said, educate yourself. It's not hard. It's not expensive. Um, you can go to Hillsdale College. They give free constitutions out. Um, and, and not that that was a plug, but for the Constitutional Law Group, um, the, one of our advisors is the president of Hillsdale College. Hmm. So the Constitutional Law Group has been around for 30 plus years. We, we're not a fly-by-night organization. We have constitutional attorneys. We have the president of Hillsdale College. We have 
uh, forensics experts, CPAs. We have Dr. David Martin, who created the uh, the CNBC IQ 100. I mean, we have legit brains. Um, and Mark Emery, too, who's a constitutional uh, lawyer. We, we have people that know this. They're not just spitballing ideas saying, hey, this is this is something I heard or, you know, I seen this on this site. This has been stuff that's been practiced for decades. And, and it, it's true. If you want to get in a fight, you know, uh, you can always follow at Recipes for Freedom on Facebook, MeWe, hopefully again on Parlor, um, Rumble, all under Recipes for Freedom. Um, I always send everybody because 99% of your questions will be answered if you go to constitutionallawgroup.us. Um, there's a plethora of resources. There's videos. There's Hillsdale College uh, uh, online videos there. Um, and it's just, it's just amazing. We have a great network uh, of patriots all over the U.S. Um, Sidney Powell is one of our contributors. Um, uh, and th that name needs not to be, you know, that, that, that's pretty heavy when you have her linking up and helping, we're both helping each other. Um, we have Peggy Hall from out in California, which everybody's heard of the healthyamerican.org. Um, there's a video, I think April or May with Tammy Clark, the, uh, OSHA consultant that, mm -hmm. that called BS on everything and said, Hey, why is OSHA not, not, you know, standing up for the standards they've had for decades. Right. She's part of our network. So we're not just a group of lunatics telling you, hey, this is going to work. Just trust me. You know, um, <laughs> the best thing to do is start a group. You know who people that are like minded that want just want to be free, want to get back to normal. Mm. Start a group and expand your network. Do it county by county. And, and you have that group there for everything you need not just to get back to normal, but in the future. If, if there's a school board that's going astray, get some of those people to run or find somebody and, and really support them. If there, there's a sheriff that's struggling for whatever reason, go and support them. Um, mm -hmm. Law enforcement, there's a death in law enforcement, be there for them. You mm -hmm. know, we, we need to get back to being a community and caring and uniting there, there's always time to piss them on about this or that. And we, we just need to get back to caring for each other. And if we want to turn our nation around and get back to being how we were, hell, even 15 years ago, mm. we have to start locally and grow that out. So, mm. um, you know, that's something I encourage everybody uh, to do is just find a group get with that group and, and go from there. Mm. And if that group doesn't work for you, I'm sure there's another group out there of like-minded people that want the best for, for uh, the situation that we're at. Right. Got a great comment here from, uh, from Cassie, uh, educating myself, but it's so hard to win the masses are not educating themselves and just going with things and um, looking like the crazy. I think, I think a lot of people, but that's the, the nice thing is Cassie and others, a lot of people feel that way. So you're not just crazy by yourself. You're just right. crazy with a bunch of other crazy people. But that's that's the toughest part because I think we, we, we touched on this a couple of times is that you have people that are so, they got it figured out. You know, they heard what the, 
the TV man said, and they got it all figured out. You know, they, you know, but, and this goes back to, and I want to, I want to touch a little bit on the parlor thing, just because I want to get your two cents on it is that you really do have to, and it's tough. It's tough to tell somebody else to, Hey, take a look at this or, you know, here it's tough to even express your, your own thoughts. Right. Especially in an open platform, like, like a Facebook or a Twitter, um, because you do have, uh, keyboard warriors who will come out and they will, you know, verbally attack people and say outlandish things because they are so set in the way that they think and whether or not it's, you know, constitutionally correct, or it's just, again, the man on TV told me, so yeah. therefore I shall follow thy rules. You know, it is, it is a very, um, especially now because you, you have a lot of tension. There's so much tension right now and, and everything seems to, seems to be like it's connected to one another. Like right. this, you know, because I think this way about COVID or masks mean must mean that I also feel this way uh, politically and or which is majority of the time furthest thing from the truth. Mm-hmm. You can go, this is bullshit. Uh, this I get, but maybe we shouldn't have it so broad. So, you know, expansive. So like, okay, under, let's look at the numbers here and figure out who needs to, you know, really be taken care of and who is probably okay to go out and, and do as they please. But that's the scary part for a lot of people is that you do start to, I think, um, when you start to educate yourself and you start to understand, you start to look at, you know, multiple sources of information and not just what is being fed in the narrative. You can, some people who will toe the line all the way down till, till the cliff ends will call you crazy or say that, well, that's, that's just wrong because it's not what, again, the man on TV told me or the person on Facebook or the pages I follow. So it's a very, uh, I mean, just social economically, it's a very tough situation. And, and I think, you know, what you're doing with, you know, getting the word out there about the constitutional rights and talking to the sheriff's departments and understanding, you know, their laws and, and what they're in that place for. But I think the, the world of the interwebs, uh, which again, we talked about leaking out into how people act towards each other in public, which is scary. Right. It's a, it's a weird tangled world. And I think even, um, you know, you talked a little bit about parlor and, uh, and for those of you who don't know, parlor was, uh, basically not to get off on this tangent, but I'm going to shortly or just for a little bit. So everybody on Twitter says, if you have an opinion that leans this way, and let's be honest, it was, if you lean conservative or if you lean right, go find your own place. Cause we don't want you here on Twitter. Again, right. Twitter is its own business. Mm-hmm. But, and this was the whole thing that was going in front of Congress is the fact that you are now basically like the electric company. Right, you are right. basically an essential provider of mass communication. I mean, not just Trump on, on Twitter, but Obama was on Twitter. You know, when Twitter started to blow up, it became this platform for communication and news and information and people being able to talk to one another. So they basically said, if you have these, these opinions, go and start your own place to talk about it. We don't want it here. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. And then once, uh, you know, this, uh, the whole thing with, uh, you know, the freedom of speech thing with Trump being banned off Twitter and all the other social platforms, you had big tech, Apple, Google, Facebook, Twitter, go after Amazon, Amazon Web Services, go and shut down this platform you told them to go and build. Now, 
they'll come back online and know they're working to get their service back up. And again, some of the crap that's on parlor is a little fucking crazy. I mean, let's not right. yeah. some of the things on Twitter and some of the things on Facebook and some of the things on Instagram and some there there's craziness all over the place. People don't, right. Don't pretend it's not. Yeah. But the scary thing about that is, is even in a conversation like this one that we've had for the last you know hour and 20 minutes or so, we're not pushing any agenda. We're strictly laying out like, just know what you're talking about. Understand where you stand as a citizen of the United States, as a part of we the people. Pretty simple. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't. If you don't want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. If you don't, don't. It's not laying out an agenda or a narrative for anybody. It's just simply laying out fact. And I think where the scary part comes in is that if you do have, if that's the tip of the iceberg, it's really a scary slippery slope because you won't be able to find out things. The constitution will be there. I mean, go get your dollar 50 pocket one right. and onto it. But information that comes out that is strictly based on fact. And as you said, black and white, it's written down. They, they wrote it in feathers under candlelight people. Right. Much more black and white than that. And they knew, they knew that many years ago, but I think that's a, it's a scary, it's a scary place for, uh, for people who want to have not in that, necessarily people that just lean one direction, but people that want to have information from both sides. They want to have information. They want all the info. Yeah. If you have all the information, you are as a human being, as a citizen of the U.S., you are able to make your own educated decision and choices based on all the information, not just this information, but all of it. Did the parlor thing kind of, I know you posted some, you know, something about you know uh, having some fears about groups like yours being targeted next do you do you still have those fears and what do you think about the whole parlor thing oh definitely um you know and i i did disable being able to have my followers uh comment because quite frankly there's a lot of rabbit holes that mm -hmm. keep coming up i mean you know and i i don't blame people for wanting to follow this or that or looking for hope um, I think at this point, everybody on both sides is looking for some type of hope. But when, like, for instance, I've seen the same meme, President Trump is at whatever mountain is going to speak at 9 p.m. Eastern for the last six days. It's like, mm. well, that, he, he's six days behind now, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I get it. Again, people are looking for hope, but there, it's just when it got to the point where somebody would post uh, a doctor or a, a st uh, stats expert that this has been this person's job. He, he is revered in his field. And now it, it's flagging my page because an expert said something that went against somebody's thoughts, you right. know, uh, or somebody just didn't like that. So they reported it. So I, I took that off um, because there, there is a lot of censorship. And I, again, I don't care. Like you said, mask, no mask. I don't care if you're Trump or Biden. You know what I care about? I care about the Constitution. And I want to know, I don't want to know, you know, who you sleep with or how you vote. Are you a good person? If you're a good person, I don't care. I don't right. care if you're purple. And, you know, I, it doesn't matter to me. What matters at the end of the day is, are you good? And if if I need you to defend me or you need me to defend you, can we count on each other? 
Right. And that's where we go with it. With, with the whole parlor thing, I was just watching some of Dan Bongino, who's a, an invest, investor, and he was showing a uh, Twitter pick from, I think it's the CEO of Twitter, that one of their apps is now uh, number one, and he put a heart and he screenshotted it. It's kind of a slap in the face because Parler was number one. They, right. they were growing so fast because people are sick of the censorship. You know, whatever happened to the days where you could have a good disagreement. And if somebody got online, then you deal with it. Right. You know, just because you have a difference of opinion, that doesn't mean that it's bad. You know, and, and think about it. Never before in our history have experts in their field, world renowned experts, been wrong because they're on the wrong side of an issue. Right. You know, or discredited just because. Um, or if you have the the actual manual that says it, they tell you, no, that's not true. Mm. So uh, it, it's just a weird time that, that we're living in. And because I'm trying to put out a message that doesn't care what side you're on or what you what you like or don't like. It's right. just one straight thing. I find it's hard to balance sometimes, you know, I, I put stuff out there that I know is going to throw a flag and I just cringe going, okay, it, it, it's the truth, but I'm putting it out there. Is this going to get my page shut down today? You know? Um, so we're, we're working on different avenues in case that happens. And quite frankly, I expect it to happen. Yeah. I, I I'm on the watch list because uh, five years ago I, I posted something Um that they didn't like all of a sudden a couple months ago. So, I mean, oh, it, it, what it was, um, was uh, a picture of how many congressmen, both Republican and Democrat, were sitting down during the national anthem in Congress. Right. That's what I got flagged for. So, I mean, you got proof right there. there you can see people with their hand on their heart looking at the flag, and you see all these people sitting but that's going to throw a flag now. So it is what it is. We try to navigate. We try to adjust. Um, I catch flack for it. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm called a Trump supporter, even though I'm not, um, it, just because I stand up for the Constitution. Right. You know, people, people make up their minds, and they're so afraid to step back from the emotion to, to look and say, hey, look at this guy. You know, I, I'm guilty of it, too. For the longest time, I thought Rage Against the Machine was just a bunch of anarchists that all they wanted was destruction. Right. But as all this COVID stuff starts, and I listen to them again, I'm like, holy cow, these guys were sounding an alarm years ago. Right. Because a lot of what's in their songs is happening today. And, right. and I, I go back and, you know, I, I love all kinds of music, but... Mm. I, I'm listening to bands like Disturbed and Slipknot and Fever 333 mm -hmm. and, and Rage Against the Machine. And I'm listening to their words going, wow, this is they were talking about this years ago, you know, and and they, they were trying to sound an alarm with without being too political, you know, but at the same time, and maybe it's just because 
it's a situation where you can relate to that too. But with rage, because I felt one way, I was like, oh, they're horrible. I, I'll never listen to them. Right. You know, but if you can step back from the emotion and listen to a person or listen to an argument, you might actually learn something and you might re realize, holy cow, I was on the wrong side of this. You know, I'm not saying it's purely coincidental, but Rage Against Machine announces their reunion in early 2020. <laughs> fucking lid blew up the whole thing. Yeah. Know, yeah. That's not it. Everybody's like, yeah, Rage is getting back together. You know, perfect time for it, obviously, because, you know, you're going into an, an election year that I mean, everybody knew was going to be a shit show anyway. Right. And then, like, Rage is getting back together. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it. No concerts. No shows <laughs> for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think it's, uh, uh, Kyle, I want to uh, first off say thank you for uh, not only what you're doing, uh, but for for taking the time to to do the educational part of it. I think that's a lot of people can get on. um on social media, especially and, and, and wave a flag for something and have no, you know, backing or understanding of what it is they're saying. I think we see a lot of that people just either going with a narrative or going completely against it or, or following a group, but don't actually have, you know, or don't take the time to go and actually do the research and understand and educate and then be completely transparent about it. Say, no, I'm just telling you the letter of the law, you know, the letter of the, the, the laws of the land here. So I, I applaud you for that. And for your group, um, constitutionallawgroup.us is the website. I know you got a bunch of great resources on there. Uh, so in the show notes, uh, when we publish the podcast tomorrow, we'll make sure we get that in there. But I, I, I do think uh, that what you're doing is, is so important because it does bring whoever watches this and on whatever platform or, you know, we'll, we'll share the video after, after we're done here. Um, we'll put it in the, the recipes for freedom uh, page so people can watch it if they missed it. But to take the time, to know what's right and what's wrong and completely take the emotion out of it. We talked about that. Take that, the angsty feeling that whether you have it because of you've been trapped in your house or whether you have it because you lost your job or you're losing your business. If you just want to look at what am I okay to do? What's, what's the, what's the black and white? We've said that over and over again, but what is show me the way, okay, this is okay and this is not, and what, what's happening to us has a lot of big question marks. And people that are not in elected positions making decisions for us is something that I think everybody, no matter what side of the aisle, no matter what side of the mask mandates or, or you know, vax, anti-vax you're on, I think you need to understand and then make your decision. Okay, I understand the law. I understand exactly what's right and what's wrong according to the constitution. Now from there, I can make a decision whether it's based on that fact or my emotion or my beliefs still override that then. Okay. Okay. Make that decision. And that is yours to make, but at least have the knowledge behind it to go, okay, I know that it's not okay that they're infringing on these personal rights, but because of this, 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 and this, these circumstances, I'm still going to go this way. But I think having that education and the fact that you're getting it out there, getting in front of people, you know, getting back on that microphone, which belongs in your hand, doing the damn thing. I applaud you, man. I appreciate everything that you're doing. I appreciate it. And uh, the beer's growing in really nice for you. I even got a little bit of uh, inspiration from you. I'll never be well, able to grow what you got, but. I'm telling you, it's, it really, it's all patience. You know, when, yeah. I, when I first started growing my beard, uh, my buddy feels like, prepare yourself to look homeless for like three months. And I did. <laughs> I just look like I like, you know, like Forrest Gump when he goes on that run. And he's like, 
I just started running and then I, you know, I didn't cut my hair, didn't shave. And then all of a sudden, you know, two years later, here we go. Wow. <laughs> but cool, man. No, thank you for the time. Again, uh, uh, constitutionallawgroup.us uh, is the website. Recipes for Freedom uh, is the group on Facebook. Go and, uh, and join that. Find out all the stuff you guys got going on. Because um, you are also posting all the information about things that are going to be voted on and people should probably be aware of because yep. sometimes that doesn't make the local news or the headlines. Typically it doesn't. Enough. They like to Here. ignore it. Hmm. But hey, here's a story about puppies. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. Kyle, you, my friend, thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. Take care of yourself and your family. Go get put some ice cubes in a in a in the glass and pour a beverage. That sounds good. Tequila time. Awesome, brother. All right. Thank you so much to Kyle. Going to wrap things up here and say, if you do want to know more about, uh, again, what Kyle's got going on, constitutionallawgroup.us is the website and Recipes for Freedom on Facebook. You can follow my show, of course. That's Welcome to Cooperville on all platforms for now. See what I did there? Dramatic pause for effect. Uh, but we're on uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter, I think, still. I think we still have a Twitter account. Uh, and also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash No Limit Cooper. You can follow the show. You can catch up on all the clips. You can watch this video over and over again to your heart's content and uh, YouTube as well. We'll be on there. So thank you. Until next time, we do have Dr. Jay LaGuardia going to join us coming up on Wednesday. We're going to talk more about COVID-19. We're going to talk about some of the things that you're not being told about how you can take care of your damn self. Supplementation, exercise, sleep, vitamin D. We're going to talk about all that coming up on Wednesday right here. Thank you so much for listening. Have yourselves a great night and I'm um, going to go make myself a cocktail. Peace out.